Hello, this is Jerry Bennett, artist on Marvel Premiere, Marvel Masterpiece, and Flare Ultra X-Men, and you are listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Hello everybody, my name is Ian Taylor, and you are listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, your weekly digest of hobby goodness, brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective, an awesome community of card collectors and creators. You can find our two groups on Facebook, details of which are at the end of this podcast, so come check us out. With me, as always, is my co-pilot in all things Marvel Cards. He spins the wheel, goes all in on silver, and makes it rain, baby! It's Norin Rad. <laughs> we are starting the podcast with that all day. Okay? Oh, oh, here all we go. Here, here's the lawsuit. Now, hang on. Let me just check who, who the license holders for that is. If it's Warner Brothers, we're in trouble, baby. Because um, I got I got a message. It's less than 30 seconds. It, it, it is less than 30 seconds. It is less than 30 seconds. I'll put the comedy record scratch in on that just as I fade it out. Because that's <laughs> always, <laughs> it's always a good thing to add. Um, how you doing, buddy? You all right? Good, brother. How are you holding up? I'm 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 doing good, honey. Um, doing good. I'm not sure what that was supposed to be. You went a bit even Drago from Rocky Four with your <laughs> <laughs> good. You're tiny, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think he says something like that. Something like that. Hey listeners, how are you doing? How you doing? Wait, what do you want? No, I was talking to the listeners. They're all answering at once. I can't make oh, it. Oh, sorry. No, no, that's I talked right. over you guys. So no, sorry, everybody. That's all right. That's all right. They, they won't mind. I'm sure they won't mind. I hope they don't mind. No, never. They better not because no, it's too late now. So. I've done it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to um, talk about our artist intro before we go any further. And it suddenly occurs to me that I actually do need to find his Instagram. Um, so basically, you just heard the dulcet tones of Mr. Jerry Bennett, um, smashing guy, incredible beard, um, and he—he's. Uh, we've used that intro before. He, we, we used it on uh, an earlier episode. I can't remember the, name of the episode right now, um, but you can go to the um, show notes for this episode. You can find all his links. Um, he is on Instagram as artist Jerry Bennett with two N's and two T's, um, and he's just a really lovely guy. Um, I follow on Instagram. He does all sorts of stuff. I think he does a lot. Of, I think he does a lot of teaching as well. Um, he That's does a cool. lot of local stuff where he lives. Um, he's kind of on various kind of community groups and helping out people with um, uh, getting into artwork and and, and visualization and things like that. Um, mm. So yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah, Oklahoma. That's where he is. Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, I believe. Oh. Um, and his cat is gorgeous. You can see his cat on his Instagram feed. Yes, much prettier than my cat. Check that cat out. That's wow. a handsome cat. That's a, that's a cat. Make, see, that's a cat you can make money off of. Yeah. You that's a I mean? cat sitting up at the cat dinner table ready for its dinner. Uh, just check Cats have some yeah. nerve, man. Cats yeah. Cats will do anything. He's, his he's work a, looks great. I love his yeah. ink. He looks, it looks awesome. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a really nice guy. I, I, um, I don't know if he's going to be... He was... Um, I, don't think, I don't think I've seen him on more recent 
uh, Marvel sets. But um, so I'm hoping he's back in back in the mix um, again because I, I like his I like his work. I like his vibe. I really like his. Me too. Uh, uh, he's taking a, a photo at a con of someone cosplaying a squirrel girl. Wow, that's a good one too. That's an outfit. That's that's she did great with that tail. That's cool. I could I could. I could, I could enjoy that. Um, and there he is, set up at com. Where is he there? Where is he there? Hang on a minute. Let me minimize, minimize you within the screen. Where is he? He's at Uncanny Comic Expo. That was seven weeks uh, ago. So you've missed it, folks. Soz. Um, uh, but there he is. No, nice guy, uh, Jerry. So, Jerry, thank you again. Um, Jerry doesn't know that we're reusing his intro. Um um, so I'm just going to put a little shout out. Anyone who's listening or um, anyone who listens who knows artists who haven't been an episode um, intro artist, do tell them to give us a shout because um, I think we've only got one unused one um, as yet. Um, yes. That, um, But otherwise, we're, we're, we're kind of fresh out. We've, got, we've had loads of really gorgeous ones. Um, and hey, you know, if you're not just wanting to be an intro artist, you can always come onto the podcast as well and talk to us about your work. You know, we're more Very than happy, happy to talk to you. Um, there is one per, there is one artist who is in the queue to come and talk to us, a sketch artist. Um, and um, just in case he's listening to this and thinking, well, you haven't got back to me about my, you know, me wanting to come on. Um it's because you're central time and I keep forgetting to talk to Norrin and find out when we can do something that works for central time. Because I'm in the UK. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know when we're going to get to you, uh, my friend, but um, I'll reach out to you because um, it's just reminded me because I feel bad when I leave people hanging. I don't like leaving people hanging, Norrin. That's good. It's you rude. Shouldn't. It's rude. It's very rude. If it's they're rude. off a cliff and they're just there. Well, there imagine? is that. There is that. What's well, a stressful is. situation for that person. There is. There is. It's almost as, as frustrating as a one-handed man hanging off a cliff with itchy gonads. Wow. Wow. Is that a anyway. saying? Or is that it, just... it is. It's kind of a thing, yeah. It's kind <laughs> of a thing. One day I'm going to go over there. People are like, that's not a thing. And I'm going to realize you've been pulling my leg this whole time. <laughs> no, the, your legs are long enough to be pulled from here. Um, true. One thing I will say, actually, and I, this is... This is uh, Slightly, slightly uh, tangential, but um, I don't know about you, Norrin. I get an awful lot of PMs from people, um, and sometimes <laughs> I get them, and I get them because they've been sent overnight in America. Well, they've been sent at normal evening times in America, but because I'm in the UK, they they're overnight. They come in overnight my time, so I don't see them until I wake. And I often read them with the phone like two inches away from my, pil- yes. from my head on the pillow, whilst half asleep through one eye before I snooze my alarm clock again. And then I completely forget to respond. So if anyone's had that happen, please forgive me because I do wake up to usually, you know, a small handful most mornings. Um, and it can be quite a lot to keep, to keep up with, especially if my it's daughter, a lot. Yeah. Especially if my daughter wakes me up. So, uh, so apologies uh, for that. Um, 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 what are we going to talk about today? Noren? Um, oh, no, there's so much to talk about. There, there is so much to talk about. There is one thing in particular I've wanted to talk about for a little while. And that is, so we're going to do another hobby care episode um, because I think there is so much hype happening at the moment that um, it can be a little bit bewildering for collectors new and old. Um, So this, um, this episode, we're going to talk about overspending um, and gambling and addiction. 
Um, not that I have masses of professional experience with any of those things, except to say that you could probably say that I'm a professional overspender, as you know. <laughs> okay. Let's go ahead and pull out our overspending cards because, sir, you have some competition. <laughs> I, will, I will see you that and I will raise you both of my credit card bills from 18 months ago. <laughs> um, so, so, yes. Um, so I, I, I'm going I'm to preface this by saying that whilst I have experience with overspending and um, spending too much and then all the anxiety that goes with that and that leading to more overspending because that's how you cope with it and it becomes a bit of a spiral, I will say that before I kind of got a handle on it, kind of spring 2020, I would say that only about the most recent, maybe 20%, I guess, was in relation to what we're going to be talking about this episode. It had accumulated over about five, six years at that point. So um, so only a, a little of it is directly related to, uh, to, for want of a better word, EPAC um, and the mm. ease of which is to buy cards these days online. So um, I'm also going to say at the outset that that whilst this episode is likely to go into territory that, that makes me sound like I'm uh, taking a, a, a turd um, on the doormat of our friends over in Carlsbad at Upper Deck, that is not the intention of the episode. Um, this episode is hopefully people will go away from it thinking that, you know, there's something there for collectors of all stripes to listen to and think, you know what, that if that helps out one other person, then it's worth it. You know, it's not meant to be a, a pop at anything. It's not meant to be a dig at anything. Hopefully, some of the stuff we're going to get into will be seen as constructive. That said, I'm going to have a little slurp of coffee. Oh, boy. Mm. That's how it starts. Oh. oh, it's like an angel crying on my tongue. Marvellous. So, <laughs> so this started off maybe about i don't know six weeks ago i think i put a post up in the group that said basically you know i've seen a few folk reference it because you know occasionally we do see people reference it in the group and there's an awful lot of people posting there's an awful lot of people you know buying stuff both physical and on impact um so I had to ask, you know, if any of you had uh, issues with overspending and or addiction to buying, be it physical or on EPAC, you know, how did it impact you and is it still an issue? Um, and the reason I did that, because, you know, I'm keen to kind of try and shine a light on this one because I think, it, you know, I know it happens because I've, I've had it happen to me. Yep. You, I'm sure, have had people that you've spoken to have overextended themselves, yeah. and maybe gone in Plenty. a bit too much, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it can be crippling. <laughs> You know, and it can spiral as well because mm -hmm. certainly my response to things is um, it led to more anxiety, uh, which led to more spending, if that makes sense. Um, it's got you kind of get into a cycle with it, and I'm, I'm not really brilliant at um, describing it. Um, so, what I thought I'd do, I, I thought I'm going to share some of the feedback that came in off that post and some of the PMs that I got from people. Um, yeah. and, um, in, in the hope that a, it will spark a good conversation between us about, about it and B that it will help someone. Um, and I'm just going to say at the top, you know, thank you to everyone who's, who shared, um, on this one. So I think 
Oh, I'm just going to go through it. I sent you a link to the post, actually, Norrin. So I think you've got it there as oh, well. Perfect. Um, so it's in your messenger. Mama messenger. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go in with um, a young man called Sean Haddy who commented, um, uh, this is great. Something that I'd fully come to expect from a top-notch group here. Addiction can be debilitating. Um, amen to that. Yes, it absolutely can. Um, and at the price these things have moved to, I could see this impacting some people. If you are, please don't be ashamed nor afraid of discussing with others your issue and find a way to cope. Always willing to speak with anyone to discuss with those who are going through this here. It can be very difficult to go through things like this without someone to discuss and find a way to enjoy without being overwhelmed by the high cost in this market. So I wanted to start with that, not only because it was the first comment, but it touches on something very fresh from this week because he wrote that four weeks ago. Now, there's, there's a product that's come out this week that is kind of quite expensive i think it's fair to say very expensive um flair um no it's not flair is it flair no it's not flair no? it's marvel um universe men metal universe there we go it's got so many words in the name i completely forget the order of them sometimes <laughs> um and it's um it's got people in a little bit of a frenzy i think it's fairly safe to say and i think it's yeah. been an interesting release because it's quite polarizing for many people because it's it's come in at a really high price point on epac i think Extremely it's 22 high. 22 bucks a pack if i remember correctly 21.99 tax all that stuff you're looking at almost 25 bucks yeah okay um and i think it's how many cards is it a pack four or five six six and, and how many are digital three or and four digital yeah i believe and, and uh so for many collectors that has tipped the scales a little bit too much, I think. More than enough. Of, it's yeah. it's ridiculous. I mean, how are you going to charge me $10, more than $10 for two cards that will be on Com C and on eBay that are currently on eBay and Com C for less than a dollar? Mm-hmm. There, that's, yeah. that's ridiculously taking advantage of the terrible thing that's happening currently at the retail stage where a lot of these companies are buying these boxes from upper deck at very low cost and then literally charging double and putting fake sold out listings and just to bring it back at a higher price point. Mm. A lot of market manipulation going on, a lot of FOMO going on, forcibly people feeling FOMO. It's, it's, it's quite awful. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's, um, and the unfortunate thing that I've seen in the last week is that people have, seen it happen um and there's been some pretty regular buyers um pretty you know steady collectors who've said that's it i'm out i'm i'm not even going there i'm walking away um there's also been some people who've who've been like i bought some i've um and i've already overspent and i'm out yeah and um you know it's it's kind of led to a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a um an interesting few days uh, let's put it that way um and let's let's just be clear if you do have the income to do it and you do want to spend that money absolutely cool and gang it's absolutely fine you know i'm not 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 dissing you whatsoever but personally and i think this is a view shared by quite a few i think that's past the the, the value exchange isn't there for me um as a as a as a customer 22 dollars for something that where two thirds of it isn't a real card, it kind of 
And yes, if I collect multiple copies of that digital card, I can get a real one. But it's no longer real cards. You know, part of the slogan of EPAC was real cards. And it's, 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 it's you know, for the, for the amount of money, I'm sorry, but I expect real cards. If I'm going to spend $22 on pack, um, which is up there with Marvel Masterpieces kind of prices, um, in fact, I think the boxes come in at about the same as Marvel Masterpieces, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I mean, they're 250 um, $260 260-something yeah. or whatever. Um, so, so yeah, so it's crazy. And you know, listen, I get that there are rising costs associated with producing everything Barf. these days. No, um, I'm sorry. Come but, on. Like, which is this fine. Is... <laughs> but you're not making the packaging. You're not making the wrappers. Um, yes, you're having to pay Comsi still, but... Quite frankly, that's partly what you're Yeah, and for. if if Comp-C um, is like charging you more than what they should, you need to get somebody else because yeah, yeah, yeah. between shipping costs and everything else and cards being shipped to mm. people that are not the cards they have mm. on their Comp-C order, oh, yeah, that kind of stuff, yeah, yeah. that's insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I guess what I'm saying is, uh, you know, Marvel X-Men Metal Universe has tipped the balance for a lot of people and it's caused some consternation. We're going to come back to that. Uh, because that was an interesting that Sean said that four weeks ago when things were moving in this direction. And since then, you know, that set has come out on the market. Um, I think uh, Andrew um, Servey, Servey or Chervy, I'm never quite sure how to pronounce your surname, Andrew. Apologies if I mucked that up. Um, he says, um, rather than uh, buy a little to fuel the addiction and hope to get lucky rather than overspending to keep up with the Joneses. And I think that's what it is. You know, that's what that did me. And it's, I felt that I needed to get everything that was coming out and I needed to get, you know, that set. And, you know, I've never really chased achievements in the way that some people do, but I can see how that drives some of these bigger spenders to actually drop, you know, tens of thousands of dollars on EPAC. Truth is, on my, truth is I've been, I've been thinking about this a lot, actually which is why I was was pretty surprised when you brought it up because I was kind of like, well, that's kismic. That kind of worked out. That was in the ether. <laughs> um, but I actually stopped sharing a lot of my cards on my wall on Instagram and Facebook. Interesting. Um, and just telling like friends, like what I'm doing for X-Men metal. Mm-hmm. Um, because honestly, I, I don't want to affect people negatively anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really worried that people, I mean, obviously at the end of the day, it's not my responsibility. People are responsible for their own choices, blah, 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 blah. That is true. Um, however, everything in social media is designed to make you spend money one way or another. And this group is not about that. This group is very much about doing a couple of things. A, having friendships that you can, having people you can actually talk to about cards. Cause yeah. I'm sure for many of you where you live, you'd be hard pressed to find more than five people, if not three people that are into what you're into with Marvel cards. And that's kind of what this group's about, you know, connecting worldly across the globe to people, you know I mean? Australia, UK, I mean, all of us. I mean, in the UK, I can almost do the number of people on one hand. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I would know, I I would know like half of them. How painful is that? (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, but you know, it's about friendships. And second would be locating cards from older sets that you want to complete. That's become even harder now with, you know, sports collectors and hype collectors. And there are hype collectors out there, people who collect to hype the product 
to increase the value of their collection. That is real and exists. And if you say it doesn't, you're lying, period. Um, this is more about helping people complete old sets when other people have extras, making a little money for people, which is not a terrible thing. It's not taboo, but holding someone over a barrel is really not what this group's about either. And locating cards that are really rare and difficult cards to find that you maybe want to search for, like one of one's printing plates, things to like fix up a collection or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And so much of this hobby and many other hobbies, actually, I, I was just watching something that I was going to do a video on uh, probably, well, not this week because I'm crazy busy, but um, a video on which is what's happening in the video game world right now, where the people who grade video games, um, I believe it's WADA, um, don't have a publishing uh, a population report, unlike PSA and BGS. Oh, interesting. You can't see how many tens there are or eights there are or nines they are. Um, and this whole video is a great exploration on how WADA is connected to heritage au auctions and how um, they're speculating that people at heritage auctions and the main person there has a collection and they were posting that collection on heritage auction and buying it back at a higher price to up the increase the value of their own stuff, um, which is pretty fascinating. And I can see that happening in the card world. And I know people who are doing that, um, very much doing that and increasing the value of their collection. Now, there's something to be said in part of this and us talking about FOMO, budgeting, buying and all stuff. And I promise this relates. The value of a card is not just simply how much you value the card because that doesn't for me that doesn't make sense i enjoy what i collect but i also collect things that i feel comfortable in collecting and that's the second part of this for me i don't collect things that i feel are because i can like something i can put a picture on my desktop like it all day i don't need to own it you know what i mean mm. collecting is part of the collecting for me is the actions is the emotions, right? Mm. Finding where it is, being a detective, finding this, doing this, obtaining it, enjoying it, getting to put it on display. It's that journey that makes me a collector, not the end result. Mm. So when all this stuff is happening and you're looking around, you're like, I can't believe people are paying that. That's the price of this. This is nuts. And then you go into this switch mode when you see it happen often enough, which I think is where everybody is, where you think, well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm, maybe they're right. Maybe it is this much because people are buying that. I hear people making money off of deals. I hear people selling cards and getting the cash. It actually went through. And you think to yourself, well, the next set, the next PMGs, I'm going to be ahead of this and I'm going to overspend and do all the stuff. And then you look at the market and you look at PMG reds from X-Men metal and they're going for you mean the pink. 50, 40, 30 bucks already. And you're like, wait a minute, what's going on here? And you look at the other inserts that were really high up, like the Wolverine Palladium, which everyone thought was like a thousand dollar card for some stupid reason. And now it's going to be a 10, $15 card in the future. Guarantee you in a year, it'll be 15, 20 bucks. <laughs> I'll buy one when it happens and bring it on the show. It's <laughs> a beautiful card. It's a gorgeous card, but it's not a thousand dollar card. No. Look, and here's the thing. If you want to spend the money, I'm not talking to you. Go spend the money. I don't care. What, the people I am talking to are the people who need to understand that the frustration they're having in the hobby can be completely avoided. Yes, absolutely. It is not, it's just, it's not something that is 
innate to the hobby. It is not something that is, you know, you don't have to feel frustrated through this hobby to enjoy the hobby. No. You really don't. You And the best thing to do is just practice patience. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't be with all the cool kids who are running around the yard with those fancy cards, but I guarantee you those cool kids with those fancy cards are losing a lot of money and a lot of time just to say they're cool. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. I hear you. You know, at the end of the day, you know, the group's there to talk about cards and the passion for the cards and the enjoyment of the cards. The art on the cards, the the, the excitement of the cards, all that kind of good stuff. You know, if you want to go, you know, if you want to go somewhere and talk about how much they're selling for on (laughs) on eBay and that's all you want to talk about, you know, there's there's places and content out there for you, but that's certainly not. They're popping up everywhere that talk about that, you know. Yeah, and it's not, it's not, it's not personally, it's not something that that floats my boat. I don't don't fly monkeys. Um, You know, if I collect it, it's fine. If I can afford it, that's fine. But if I can't, you know, then also fine, which is it's not a personal slight step. if you can't no. afford something. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy because there is that part of it where you do feel like, well, I want this big card, but this person has a big card and I can't afford it. So yeah. screw them. You know what I mean? And you, you get into that psychological kind of um, feeling less than, you know, um, you know, the, the envy part of this, this hobby, which can get pretty brutal. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. The way I navigate that, I don't know if this is going to help anybody, but the way I navigate that, and Ian and I both have talked about this, is being creative in how we collect. Yes. Because for me as a collector, you know, I've had to make certain strategies in my collection in order to not only A, be happy with it, but B, to find it. And C, of course, to be able to feel good about it. Right. And that's the end result, right? Mm-hmm. How do you get yourself to feel good about what you already have? Yep. That's the trick. You know yep. what I mean? If you're a person who can figure out a way in your collection to feel good about the pieces you already have, that when you see a piece you like, that's like $2,000 or something stupid. And you look and be like, yeah, you know, that's really cool. And I'd love to own it, but it doesn't fit my collection. Yeah. There is, there's a click that happens, right? You don't overspend on buying packs. You don't feel FOMO, you don't feel jealous, you don't feel envy, all this kind of stuff. You end up understanding from a logical standpoint, ah, I'm doing something over here. That's for them. This is mine. Yeah. And it can be small. It doesn't have to be big. It can be a particular number on the back of a card. It can be a particular outfit that a character wears. You know what I mean? There's different ways to to approach it. This is what I like about uh, Tommy with his error cards that we love to um, love that. a couple of episodes. And back. Tommy has one of one pieces that yeah. just can't be found. Yeah. But it's not an expensive, you know, it's a very creative way of enjoying cards and, you know, having a having a, a speciality niche, you know, within yes. uh, or niche, as I think some people mispronounce. <laughs> it, it, it is niche. Um, but right, niche. Uh, yeah, uh, no, it's not niche. What? That's, niche. Uh, uh, niche. I mean, yeah, not Nietzsche. He's. He's right, Nietzsche, uh, he's the philosopher. In, yeah, he's into thinking. Yeah, it's not one of those. It's not Nietzsche. He's into he? thinking. Yeah. That freak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of those people. Because you all he's know we're, we're card collectors. We don't think. We just we, we, just, we, just, we just rip the packs or <laughs> click the button or whatever it is. Um but no, but 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 uh, Tommy's found a, a really um 
uh, creative way to do that without you know bankrupting himself and you know it's it's part of his life but it isn't his life it isn't his whole yes you know, kind and of he thing. also said something which uh, which i feel very close to is like he's like you know if there is a big card once a year i buy the big card yeah. and i was just like so impressed by that because he was like you know in his creative thinking of his collection big cards fortunately for him don't always pop so it aligns with his budget mm -hmm. but if there is a card that's an error of a big character and someone wants to sell it you know tommy understands a the prices of these things and can understand over uh, you know uh, <laughs> there is a second part to this that i want people to know <laughs> i didn't know this when i first started seriously collecting which is where i'm at now i'm like a serious collector because of the time i've put into it not yeah. because of the collection i have yeah just the time um there's a point with your collecting where you kind of start you've collected you at one point you collect for so long that all the things you have build up the prestige of your collection does that make sense yeah absolutely yeah you know you build up a prestige you don't buy into a prestige yeah with a collection and I think that's that's a significant difference that a lot of people don't understand when they get into cards or any hobby. You know, they think, well, if I buy the best grit, like a lot of yahoos right now, celebrities, um, people who are trying to have collectibles of stocks, you know, people who talk about this stuff it's on the whole form, asset all this class. I've heard people asset, reference asset class. It. You know, there we go. People are buying into it as assets, and it is right. People, people yeah. are starting to treat collectibles as stock as yeah. stocks because they don't understand the stock market. They have no, you know, nostalgic feel for it, and and they're trying to do it with collectibles, which I can see happening to put for the future. That, that has a tax yeah. benefit. That's why exactly. Doing it. Yeah. That's it exactly. So. The interesting thing here about all that is that you've seen a lot of people and this, I'm sure this is what creates real FOMO. And this is the problem with X-Men metal. It's directly related to it is that you're seeing people buy grails and spending loads of money on grail cards. And then you think they have great collections. They don't, I'm sorry, but they don't, you don't have a great collection. If you have all grail cards, what you have is a hollow collection. And yeah, I am going to say it and be kind of harsh about it because it's true. You know what I mean? It's a collection not made out of love. It's a collection made out of status. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to judge. I'm, I, I can, I can be honest with myself. I judge that for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, because I think all you're really doing is you're treating the hobby lesser than if you think all Pokemon relies on is Charizard first edition. Right. You're treating Marvel yeah. less than if all you think is a green Spider-Man PMG, all that the hobby is worth. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Because the collection for me, my, my personal take on it is that the most satisfaction of a collection comes in, in acknowledging that it is more than the sum of its parts. You know, it is, I mean, I'm looking around Beautiful and I, said. you know, I've got in my, um, briefcase over there my black cat briefcase i know i've got a purple pmg from clear Ops spider-man i've also got um loads of really random 50 cents <laughs> tcg cards the good stuff. and all of the you know and you know you know what was the more difficult thing to find the 50 cent card 100%. So what, yeah i you remember the hunt i remember the hunt of all those cheap cards <laughs> you Weirdly. tell me 
you go you go find a foreign foreign cards when you start getting into foreign cards you come tell me what's difficult to find mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh yes he says uh, having having spent the last week focusing on lamin cards but we'll talk oh, about god. that on our instagram live so oh, god. Um, don't even get me started um but but it's and listen, you know, if if you if you do just want to buy the top pieces, more power to you. Fine, if that's how you choose to collect, absolutely gorgeous. But I guess what the way I come to it is that that is, in my personal opinion, I I probably wouldn't view that as something that would keep me emotionally invested for a long period of time. So, for example, so so. Uh, um, uh, Marvel uh, Ultra X-Men Mel. Uh, some people have been acronyming it to Muxum, which makes no sense because I think that's got the letters out of order and I don't think there's a U in there anywhere. Universe, Marvel Universe, X-Men Metal. Muxum. So I get it. So we're going to call it Muxum because it's just I quite like it as an acronym. I don't think it's accurate, but we're going to call it Muxum from now on. Um, Muxum. Muxum. Um, I think I think the thing with Muxum and this this was that again this was just my choice. I looked at it and I was like, a I don't dig the set. I know I'm not mm-hmm. going to collect the set, and I sure I'm not going to pay twenty one dollars ninety nine for a pack of six cards, four of which are ones and zeros. Uh, it's not going to happen. Um, but I was thinking, I've had sets come out previously where the price point has jumped. Anime's a prime example where I already had it physical, and I just went in, you know, bought bought some on pack just because it was coming out. And I mm-hmm. thought, well, this time the price point is above the point where I'm willing to do that. You know, I can afford to, ironically, without overspending now, but I didn't want to spend the money I had in my PayPal account on that. So I kind of figured out, okay, well, how much would I normally have spent on sync? Because I wouldn't have bought a box at 250. I don't love it that much. But I'd have gone in and maybe had three or four nibbles at two packs each time. So you can quickly do the sums on that. That's $44 times four, right? Which is, uh, Arf. yeah. Anyway, best part of two hundred dollars. I took that two hundred dollars and I bought a Daniel Craig auto from a James Bond film on card auto. Done. And I was like, you know what? I'm got it. I've got it in hand already. My daughter was looking at it earlier on. <laughs> I kept it very much <laughs> brave, in. brave. Yeah, man. I kept it very much <laughs> in its protective packaging. And you know what? That that will stay with my me forever, and I love it. I absolutely love it. And it's, it's on card. It's a beautiful it's card. And I know, it's I know it's not a model card, but anyway, it, what I'm saying is. I, I was like, I can waste the money on, and there's a very strong word there, waste the money, but that's my choice. I, my perception was I would, didn't want to waste the money on rolling the dice because there's no way I'm going to get a significant part of the collection. There's no reason. Look, I'm going to tell you guys right now, and I, I know a lot of times people in the group – famously put one pack look i opened one pack and i got this wolverine green pmg i was about to come on to this but yes <laughs> I, i'm sure it happens for people and i'm not making fun of everybody i'm really generally kind of super yeah. happy for people who get mm-hmm. that experience because that's an experience to remember yeah. and that that is and a I've great had, experience to build yeah to build collections off of yeah like that's Absolutely. a big deal that's yeah. really cool and it should be celebrated yes but i'm here to tell you i've opened up Four packs. I opened up one pack on the first day just to get the experience. Yeah. Right. That was my choice. Nothing. I mean, less than nothing. I couldn't recuperate any money. If I tried, it'd be like $2. Now, when you open up packs, I'm sure there's someone on the other side saying, yeah, but if you open up packs thinking you're going to recuperate, you're going to be disappointed all the time. This is true. You're absolutely right. 
The problem is that I can't even enjoy my collection because a third of it, no, more than a third of it can't be enjoyed unless I have my computer up and running. That's not building towards anything. Mm. See, that's the thing that upsets me. You know what I mean? That's the thing that feels very disappointing. Um, And I feel was wrong on Upper Deck's part to arrange the set in this way digitally um, because it is very cash grabby. I'm sure some of it in a way was to prolong the set from selling out, but sets are going to sell out. That doesn't matter. The point is though, is that when people buy a pack, they feel good walking away from that or they buy a box. They feel you can't even buy a box of this product and feel good about walking away from it. It's really not there. The experience is not there whatsoever. Yeah. Um, it's just not. So that's a huge problem there. Um, yeah. But I mean, the, 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 thing, I the, the thing that I struggle with is the Black Diamond. Now, I know Black Diamond isn't everyone's cup of tea. Not many people do MCU stuff. Okay. Or not as many people as perhaps do the comic art stuff in the group. I think it's probably the fairest way to say. Awful lot of people who do MCU stuff who just don't <laughs> engage with, um, you know, because that's all they do. Yeah. You know, they don't engage with the, the comic art side of things. Um, I think the interesting thing about Black Diamond is that whatever your thoughts on what you got, what did you get? Five cards, was it? I think it was five mm-hmm. cards, five or six yeah. tops. Um, whatever your thoughts about the ones that you got, you can't deny the quality of the production of those cards. Okay. All there. Um, and there is a tangible value. It yes. might not be what you spent on the box. In some cases, if you got a, like a Chris Evans auto or if you got a six gem, then yes, obviously the value of your pools exceeds the value of the box. But if that's what you're in it for, I I'm, I don't understand. That, um, this is the thing for me, and this is where it crosses into gambling, and this is where the whole kind of, um, you know, the one-armed bandit kind of aspect of buying cards online comes in, is it crosses over into gambling. Because you expect that if you're going to put, I don't know, just say, uh, I'm, I, I'm old school and I remember when you put 10p in a video game to get 20 minutes play, you know, I know that doesn't happen yes. anymore. Yes, but, yes, yes, You know, yes. there's just things. So if you're going to put like a 10 cent piece into the, into the, into the thing, pull the one arm bandit, you don't, exp- I mean, obviously you hope in some part of your head that it'll come up all sevens and you'll get, you know, you'll get like a dollar's worth of um, uh, money coming That's out human of nature. whatever it is. But yeah, of course you want that to happen. But the, the problem is, is that with it being online in the way it is, it's all too easy to do that. And this isn't a cheap thing. So you do get into the point where it hits for some people, not for everyone, but for some people, mm-hmm. it, it, it is in the same lane as gambling addiction. Um, and, you know, it, it, I'm sure some people are going, but it's not, it's not a gambling site. I, I know it's not a gambling site. But people are gambling using the packs. It's it's a it's game 100%. of chance. It's an odds thing. You know, the I mean, the odds are there. I mean, the words odds are in the in every single product description. You're opening now, a product where you don't know what you're going to receive. Mm, That's gambling. Which is the same. Period. Yeah. Which is the same as physical products. Yes, I of know. Of course. But physical <laughs> products is slightly different in that there are innate controls within the fact that it's physical, within the fact that, you know, you've got to wait for another box to be delivered. You've got this, you know, you might have to drive to get it. They might only have two boxes. There are enough controls 
to prevent the impulse part of the, the of the human process of the human brain the the, the, the dopamine hit you get from getting a red flash when you open up a, a uh, uh, in dopamine endorphins, whatever it is, you know, whatever that that reaction is, it's the same as the rewarding little jingle that you get in a, in a video game, you know, or in one of those um, online games like Animal Crossing, mm-hmm. or whatever it is, um, where you're where you're, you know, you you get a little jingle, and and that has been scientifically proven to to release good good stuff into your brain. That's you know, why just it's that there. jingle, which is why it's there. So you know the whole gamification of the, of 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 EPAC is great, and it makes it a lot of fun for a lot of people. But and this is used in the UK on um, adverts for online betting and online casinos. You know those things where you can go on and you yes. can play poker online. When the fun stops, stop. And it's up there for a reason. And that's a government-led initiative that all of these sites in the UK have to follow. Um, one of the other things I was gonna I was gonna get on with this onto this with with another comment, but I'm just gonna mention it now because I'm on I'm on, a, I'm on a roll with this one. <laughs> one of the things that someone said um, was in relation to if you're on if you're on a site that is a gambling site, so one of those online sites, they mm-hmm. allow a user to put a control in place to stop them spending in a certain time frame or to stop the spending when they get to a certain amount. They also put things in place where, uh, which I think is about to happen certainly in, in the UK, is that if you've set a withdrawal of funds, it's no longer possible to reverse that withdrawal of funds to re-gamble it. So if you suddenly, oh. you know, if you decide to take money out and then you get the urge to go and gamble again, you can't stop that withdrawal from, you know, the process of happening Interesting. Um, in order to then re-gamble it. Because people do, you know. Uh, yeah, of course. It's, it's very well documented and very well talked about, the, the people's experiences. Um, and, it, it, you know, it's so easy to do. So it's so easy to think, oh, I'm just going to write a pack. And it's like, oh, you get nothing. And they think, oh, go on, I'll just try another one then. I'll just try another one. Or you get two packs and of you course. get something. You think, oh, I'll do another two. And you get nothing. Do you see what I mean? It's like, it's like knowing when mm-hmm. to stop. Is it, it can be really, and I say it can be, because I know from personal experience that it is. And enough people responded to this to say, yes, it's it's a problem for me. You know, I've got, I've got to rein it in. Um, so... I'm gonna I'm gonna read out a few more more things that people have have sent in because there's some there's some good stuff um, coming in here. Um, one one person did comment. Um, people always post the hits; they don't always post the. Sh-. You know, as in those that's packs a great they, one. Yeah, as in yep. those packs where they get the um, the red flashes, but no one ever posts the twenty packs in between. <laughs> you can see when you go onto their user thing, you can see they've opened twenty foot, but uh, twenty packs worth of product by the order of um, things added to their collection. So, <laughs> um, so someone else has, has, has commented: um, "It's absolutely none of my business how people spend their money." Absolutely true. None of my business how you spend your money. That's absolutely fine. If you want to spend it on me, I'd love it. Yeah, baby. I love it. Um, that said, uh, personally, uh, this is uh, John Riddles who said this. Um, I think of the following before I fund one of my collecting hobbies. So this is some sage advice, people. One, if I have credit card debt that I can pay in full each month, I should be paying that off in full before spending dollars on EPAC. Absolutely true. 
you should be. Not everyone has a logical brain switched on, however. And I know from my experience that you find ways to justify it to yourself. You think, okay, well, if my credit card's at, oh, 2,749, I'll pay off just 249, so it's down to an even 2,500, rather than spend the 400 I can afford, which will give me 150 left to spend on something else. You do that kind of thing in your head. Um, Number two, do I have a rainy day fund to cover emergency expenses? Smart. No one saves money these days. I mean, look at what happened with... um, when uh, COVID kicked in and a lot of parts of America, especially a lot of the um, uh, supposedly more affluent, um, like upstate New York is a prime example I saw on the news, you know, people who have got really good incomes, but they were living paycheck to paycheck still. Yeah. You know, they didn't have that disposable income because, you know, they were spending it all on maintaining, you know, their lifestyles and their, their homes and things like that. So it became yeah. a very, very real thing where people who weren't, you know, by any way on Skid Row, we're queuing at food banks. You know, I saw it on the news over here. I'm sure you saw of it course. in your local neighbourhood. Um, number three, am I skimping on food for the family or kids' clothing or activities to buy cards? Is my collecting negatively affecting the life of my family, where we live, where the kids go to school, vacations? Absolutely. I mean, one of the things, this is the best advice I was given is when I was when I was just moved up to London. It's like, just, you know, squirrel the money away, get your mortgage covered, get your rent covered, get your bus fare covered, whatever it is you need to get covered, get all that put away first. You know, <laughs> absolutely do that. Um, number four, am I saving for retirement? Um, in brackets, he's put Roth 401k, etc. I'm I'm assuming those are American things because they're not. I've heard of 401k before. I've not heard of a Roth. Um, yeah, they're American stuff. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, to be fair, I mean, uh, re- no, no one's retirement spending is as good as it should be, um, and saving um, as uh, I'm, I'm, I'm my my pension is is terrible. Um, Number five, am I saving for my kids' college expenses if possible? Um, it's put 529, et cetera. What's a 529? I don't know. Sounds my like kid's not cool smart enough radio. for college. So oh, yeah. Out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, think, I don't uh, have kids. I'm just kidding. And, 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 <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I was, I was trying to think of a witty reply, but I'm too, too in, busy. It's a great list. This one. It is a great list. And he summed it up by saying, I think a good rule of thumb is if you're hiding expenses from your spouse or significant other, that may be a sign of an issue. And I remember having that difficult conversation with my wife and it almost broke us. So, you know, just be aware of that. Um, someone else has commented, um, not so much anymore, down to a couple of hundred a month on cards. Um, I was dropping $1,200 plus a month or so a month there for a bit between EPAC and eBay. I make pretty good money, but it still affected the marriage, Tad. Now I need to work on my wife's service spending. <laughs> it's a wonderful phrase. Um, I think um, someone's pointed out, uh, I want to see the shipping times and price of shipping from Comsey is what has saved me from spending so much more. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess so. Um Matt Coombs. Uh, Matt, how you doing, Matt? Matt's a, uh, a lovely guy. He's enthusiastic. Very him. nice guy. He is. Um, this is great. I think this hobby needs more transparency as it can be easy to get sucked into excessive spending, especially when it comes to EPAC and how easy it is to buy with just a 
click of a few buttons and be separated from the actual cost of chasing something until it's oh sorry it's just gone off my screen until it's too late when the bills come in absolutely um I also think as much as I love this group, it can be very detrimental to some as this is a brag board kind of space, always showing hits and big time cards, but not explaining how much money or time was spent to get it. I think that's true of any social media platform. Yes. Um, you know, um, 100%. Uh, absolutely. Um, some people, sometimes people could just get lucky, just like gambling on single pack or box pulls that usually it's hundreds of packs and lots of boxes to get the hits. Um, we'll be interesting to see how this episode plays out. Well, you are part of it, Matt. And this is kind of the idea. You know, people have been, you know, I want people to kind of feed in um, these experiences. Um, Robert Baker. Um, hello, hello, Robert. Hello, Bob. G'day, Bob. Rob. Um, he he left the group for a while actually, and he came back. And I know I know Rob's had some some challenges with um, uh, with things over 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 the past year or so. Um, he's come back to to the group, and he wanted to contribute, so he sent me a DM. He didn't want it on the on the opening thing. Um, he said, "So my issue, especially with EPAC, was the ease of spending and the rush of getting a red flash. It does not match well with my strong depression." It pretty much gave me a high for a couple of seconds and combined that with the easy access to get more cards. It was horrible for my bank account and put me in a debt that was hard to get out of. I had to sell everything to recoup and it broke me mentally for a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Man. Oh, God. Um, currently, yes, it is still a struggle. I need to be more responsible with the money, but man, do I enjoy the community, which has made me want to come back to it. And that's great. I mean, that's what it should be about. It should be that about, makes me really happy. It should be about, you know, bigging up and seeing other people. Um, you know, and celebrating their success as much as, um, which, you know, uh, which uh, again, I, I stress, stress that if you have dropped a dot, you know, a load of money and it was your choice to do so, and you can afford to do so, and you're not having any financial hardship in, at all for doing it, then I celebrate your success and the stuff that you pulled, you know, of course, I'm really happy for you. Um, so, and then two days ago, so this is the second post I wanted to reference, um, a fella called Alan, lie or lay apologies alan if i've if i've mucked up your name um in response to the muxum release put the, the following on release. Route. um and I, I i think this almost sums up the entire episode it's a little bit long so bear with me settle in dear settle in settle in i might put <laughs> some soft music behind this one actually oh do hi everyone it's been exciting to see everyone's X-Men metal pulls and achievements in the past 24 hours. It's definitely a frenzy out there in EPAC land at the moment. Oh, yeah, that's saying something. A frenzy. Yeah. In the middle of all this craziness, though, I just want to share something. I was pretty excited about the whole thing in the beginning and was really looking forward to it. However, when I saw the price yesterday, I knew right off the bat that it wasn't a wise decision for me to even get involved as it takes a lot of my time and throws my financial plans off balance and I'm very glad I stayed away. Most of us know that there's a gambling component in this hobby and especially with how this series has been set up. Chasing that high from pulling an awesome card or getting that achievement can often get a bit out of hand and especially with the price tag, the stakes are higher. I just want to hopefully help some of you out there to pause a minute and make sure that this is okay for you. That despite how great these chases are, that other parts of your life is not being affected. Are your finances in order? Mm -hmm. Are your families happy and being taken care of? And most importantly, that you are taking care of yourself, that you are eating right, getting enough sleep exercise or exercise and that you're in generally good state of mind about this 
most of us know the rabbit hole can get really deep in this hobby for a lot of us this yep. hobby and should uh, <laughs> this is <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna pause there it, it brings me to mind that there's almost a room for a weekly column here that say uh notes from i know the bottom, mo- notes from the bottom of the rabbit hole <laughs> um for a lot of us, this is a hobby and should be a positive thing and enjoyable. As individuals, we should take the responsibility of ourselves and make sure that it remains that way. And as a community, we should watch out for one another to keep this thing healthy for the long run. If you are an investor or a millionaire, then it probably doesn't matter to you. Anyway, not sure why I have the sudden urge to speak up. Perhaps it's something to do with my line of work. Happy collecting and a good weekend to you all. If someone thinks this post is inappropriate for the group, I don't mind it being pulled off. Alan, it's an absolute belter of a post. And thank, thank you, you for Alan. agreeing to let me let me read this out. Um, I, I, I Nail and head, um, I would speak to there. Um, he's mentioned something there, which I... I I would add to actually as individuals, we should take the responsibility of ourselves and make sure that it remains that way. I, I think that's true. However, Noreen, have you ever heard of corporate social responsibility or CSR? I'm an American. No. Okay. It's <laughs> fair enough. It's a big thing everywhere. Basically CSR um, is basically I'm going to read you a definition I found online. Social responsibility means that businesses, in addition to maximizing shareholder value, should act in a manner that benefits society. Socially responsible companies should adopt policies that promote the well-being of society and the environment whilst lessening negative impacts on them. So a lot of our clients that we work with, especially the financial firms, have um, entire strands of their operation that are devoted to CSR about giving back um, especially the financial sector ones, you know, they do community funds mm. where they fund, um, you know, like sports centers in, in um, areas that, that need them and things like that. And, you know, it's, it, it's a big thing. Now, any card manufacturer from what I can gather, I'm not going to name anyone in particular here, but any card manufacturer is a private enterprise. You know, it's um, especially in America, it's a corporation, you know, you, you're, you're, you know, they just want to make money. You know, that's the, that's the way to go. That's fine. Hundred percent. However, however, I would say that then there does need to be an a, a, um, an awareness of the fact that if you have the power to help collectors not get into a state where they're overspending, and if you have the power to put controls in place that the connector can access to help curb or set limits on how much they spend, that wouldn't be a bad thing, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to put that out there for any card manufacturer that's listening. Have a think about that. How many collectors are you keeping? How many collectors are you breaking? <laughs> um, because, yes, you know, it's like, Oh, all we're doing is putting them on sale. What people do with it, you know, what people do is is their own is their own business. Well, mm. kind of, but if you're if you're structuring it in such a way that it, it that it it requires more spending to get to achieve things, then you're gamifying it. And once you gamify it, you, it becomes gambling, in my book. Uh, I, I don't think anyone would disagree with me on that one. Um, so I just wanted to touch on on corporate social responsibility for, for anyone listening, especially those um, in power. Um, 
Alan had loads of really good responses on that. Um, a few other people chimed in um, on it. Uh, one fella, new guy in the group from Australia, Daniel uh, John Anning. G'day, Daniel. G'day, Dano. Um, G'day, Dano. This is my first EPAC released. I passed real effing hard when I saw the prices. I wanted so much to be a part of this, but I'm glad I stayed away. Smart. Uh, EPAC reminds me of the three years of my life I wasted, sucked up in the free-to-play, and he says that in speech marks, game on my phone. I struggle with addiction, so having gambling and trading platform in my pocket is a bad idea. At this point, the stakes are just too high for a casual collector. Um which is which is fair enough. Um, yeah, um, Alan has actually followed up. Someone asked him what his line of work is, and he, he replied, I'm a doctor. Mental health issues and self-destructive behaviours like addiction often plays a big part in the health of both patients I see and my fellow colleagues, so I tend to notice these things. So it's very perceptive that, that Alan has seen that happening on, on the group. Um, I think it's great. It's very real. It's it is. very real. You know, this is this is you know, real cards, but real, real problems that that some people are having. Um, yeah. It. So yeah, again, not everyone. You know, some people are very very balanced and they're able to enjoy what they're doing, and you know they don't allow it to sour future experiences. One person said admins should pin this post. I duly went and did so. So yes, um, a lot of people you know in support of it, saying that it was very refreshing. Uh, Matt Coombs came back in again. Hey, this is the hey. Matt Coombs, Coombs uh, episode. Um, same with FTP games, turn it to pay to play. Hey, it's only 99 cents, the 2.99 and 5.99. It's no big deal until you keep buying over and over. That makes it too easy with credit card payment. You don't see or feel it, the financial drain, till the bill comes due and you realize you've spent hundreds of thousands on micro payments that have added up. That's exactly it. I refer, I refer to that as death by a thousand cuts. Ooh, good one. Death by a thousand tiny cuts, uh, which really is why good. I stopped participating in um, my previous vice on spending was um, retro video games. And a lot of those groups allow um, raffles or razzies, as people refer to them, yeah. to try and avoid the Facebook algorithms that recognize the word raffles. Here's a tip. Facebook know that you call them razzies and search for that as well. Just saying. Anyway, um, I, yep. I saw I saw a group of over 25,000 members and five years worth of history and a lot of really, really good online resource and help and community for collectors get taken down overnight by Facebook because of the volume of razzies they were doing. Jesus. Um, anyway, I used to participate in them, and it's fine. You know, you do a pound here and there, you know, and you end up not winning any of them because, you know, in the UK, they were often done to 50-something. I can't remember what it was. It was the highest bonus ball on the national lottery, which is our national kind of lottery thing over here. Um, wow. So people would uh, tie it to that. And you think, oh, yeah, I'll pay a pound just to be in that. And then before you know it, you've entered six of them, and none of them have won. You've spent six pounds. Yes. You've got nothing to show for it. Nothing. Uh, imagine doing that like week in, week out for weeks. So, you know, I stopped doing that. Um, yeah, as you should. Mm. Anyway, back to Matt, which is why we don't allow raffles in the group. Just right, for exactly. anyone listening, it's just if you ever want to know, we don't allow raffles in the group. And I know, listen, I know a lot of people enjoy doing paid spot breaks. Um, and it's a big thing in sports. We also don't allow those in the group because it's just. Well, that's why I don't do them on my um, yeah. Instagram. 
Yeah, people people do. I don't do That's masks. For ex- yeah, but I, I don't I don't do them. Anyway. Um, my vice was MCOC, Marvel Contest of Champions. Had a deadly combination: Marvel, fun fighting game, gambling aspect, and competition. I spent thousands on a mobile video game. Didn't really sink in until I talked to someone. Luckily, I was able to cover the bills. But looking back, it reminded me how quickly it can go off the rails. EPAC is a slippery slope for the same reason. Easy, quick payment, gambling, dopamine hits, pulls, flaunting the mega hits without knowing how much your others have spent. Yeah, so, you know, some get lucky and hit a pack or a box, but that's the exception, not the rule. Be careful out there. Have fun. And if you need to talk on, talk to someone, there's a ton of great guys and gals in this group. There's so many people really putting in some good contribution here. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to put the link to these two posts on the tasting notes. If you're in the group, you can go and read them. If you're not in the group, then you can, um, uh, you know, request to join. Um, So someone's posted, I don't recognize the name, someone called Emery. I think it's a new member. Um, Glad to read this post because I'm happy to know I'm not the only one feeling some FOMO when it comes to stuff. Um, this post is like a group therapy session, <laughs> which is really good. Uh, I keep getting pinged. He's pinging me. Oh, what's this? Pinging. Oh, you've just tagged me in a post. I thought you were tagged. I just saw something and I oh, felt Oh, yeah. Bad. No, I've I seen would... it. No. Okay. I've seen Someone it. Someone just I've posted it. it and I was like, oh, God, let me do this for Ian real quick. Yeah, no, it's fine. I've seen it floating around. Uh, I dig it. But, um, but yeah, anyway, I'll edit that bit out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and... I'm kind of going to, I'm almost finished with what I was going to say. I've got a couple more things I want to read out and then we'll kind of, you know, so I think I don't want to, I don't want to come off too preachy. I'm, I'm hoping that we're going to help someone. Um, oh yeah. You know, I, mean, I think this is good. This is a good conversation to have. It's it is. always good to check in with everybody. It needs to be. Yeah. That's the thing. This is us checking in on you guys saying, yeah, you're okay, hon. Cause you know, seriously, um, I'm seeing some people dropping some big money and some people I know, Probably can't afford to. Anyway, um, Kevin Moses posted. I'm bowing out of. This is a day ago from when I when we record. By the way, um, I'm bowing out of collecting for the next little while. I've said this before, but this hobby is becoming a real bad habit with the current prices. I can't continue to collect with the current market prices, not the prices between collectors, but the prices from Upper Deck and the other distributors. I'm looking at you, David Adams. <laughs> uh, his words, not mine, by the way. Respect. Um, is making it harder and harder for hobbyists to enjoy this hobby. This is only temporary, and I only have myself to blame because I love collecting cards, but I need to get my finances back on track. Reading Alan Lai's post earlier made me think I have to stop now while I'm so far behind. Um, truth. Um, Very true. Or, or preach, brother, I think is what they do. Preach. Like this. Um, um, can I get an amen? Amen. I'll edit it in there, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, someone's posted, lack of quality is the main thing for me. Modern Marvel Masterpieces prices for a set where characters' names are incorrect. Some parallels look almost identical to the regular cars, and many of the hits are annual level, if not lower. Yep. Spot on, Kevin number two, Kevin Leddy. Um, when he, he doesn't post often, Leddy but when he comes that. in, when he comes in, it's a mic drop. It's like a wrecking ball. Yeah, he only posted it seven hours ago. I've never seen that comment until today. Um, someone best. else, I'm having to sell everything to get my finances on track. 
someone with a really a weird lot of people were selling their collections. We talked yes. about this a couple episodes ago. Yeah, but I've been hearing a lot of people be like, "Nope, it's too high now, and this is no longer yeah. fun for me." And people are just selling off their stuff, which makes yeah. me really sad because instead of the hobby growing as an audience of people who are into Marvel cards, it's just being shifted yeah. into people who will dump Marvel cards yeah. the moment it starts to take a plunge. I know. And people are, and it's a shame because I, I, my worry is that people who've come in and, and had this fast burnout are walking away and looking back bitterly at the experience. Yes, of course they are. Um, and Why wouldn't they? Yeah, but it's it's sad because the, it's, the no, I mean, no hobby should be about that. But I've experienced that in other things I've collected in other hobbies. So you know, it's it, it does happen. Um, Chris Moorfield, this group, in my experience, seemed to be the biggest and, of course, best. Bless you, sir, for Marvel cards. Uh, I'm Thanks, sure there bro. are many collectors beyond us, and maybe a good chunk of silent people who are fine with the pricing. Which is yeah, cool on the game, brilliant. Um, but is Upper Deck noticing, caring? I haven't spent more than 20 bucks on new cards from a pack since MM20 because it doesn't make much sense to me. Recycled art, poor resale value relative to investment is pretty frustrating, honestly. Um, I think the problem with this set, and I said this before when we did the X-Men Metal Review, and this is, again, my opinion, and you know I'm going to be very honest about mm-hmm. it, is that there's a lack of consistency in this set. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be the biggest issue for me, which is, you know, takes in the quality control, the reused art. Now, reused art, when I'm saying this is that I actually don't care that they use comic book art and not original art. I actually don't care. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. A lot of times you don't get the work of an artist to be able to feature it on a card. Yes. And that's a big thing for a collection. Right. It's not just having a local uh, an, an artist do a card and do a series of cards, which is cool. But then you miss out on getting the greats like Jim Lee, Rob Linfield, you know what I mean? Uh, all these biggies, you know, well, I'm going to quickly cut in there. Sorry, apologies. But I'm just going to mention Alex Ross. You know, of course, Alex Ross doesn't do artwork for cards. I mean, he simply doesn't do it. His art well, has been used on cards. Uh, yes. Most memorably for me, the Marvel 2007 tri- uh, triptych. Um, yes. Also on that on that Panini UK release of Marvel 80th. Yep. I mean, you just Which simply don't see it getting used. Anyway, no. sorry, carry on. No, Gabriel Adela. I mean, there's tons of people who are doing amazing work out there, but just for comic books, and we get a chance to see their work in cards. So it's kind of a big deal to do that. So I don't think that lowers the value of the set for me. What bothers me are cards like Blindfold. Blindfold literally has the same image in metal, in Marvel Now, and another set. It's the same image of blindfold, yeah, just standing yeah. there with a blindfold on her. How stupid AF is that? How do you like choose a, art, a, a picture of a character that's been used on three other sets over multiple years? And you're going to tell me there's no other pictures of blindfold out there that you can make more interesting? Like, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That is a form of laziness that should not happen in Marvel cards. And I, I am very upset because it's not only a, a character like that, it's other characters. And that is a problem. Yeah. You know, there should be no reason for that, yeah. for that kind of reuse stuff. I, I, that just doesn't make sense to me. And guess what? If that's the only image of blindfold you have, then don't yeah, put, put her in the set again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I, what are you, like, what is that? Yeah. 
And I was going to say on this one, I know that there's a bank of approved images that is like an image pool that that uh, that that UD dip into. But they can obviously pull from pool comic is, book pages, but because no, otherwise we wouldn't have the cards that we have in in the set. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's all it's all in the approved bunch of stuff that they can use. Is my understanding. But what I'm basically was going to go and say, if that pool is stagnant and you've used it too many times, you know, you should be pushing the license owner to give you some fresh content. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I love Black Cat. Don't get me wrong. I, I really do. But believe it or not, my favorite image, and you know this, my favorite image of it isn't her first appearance cover of Amazing Spider-Man 194. Um, right. But that image of her, I've been, I've, I think I went through, I think it's on seven cards in the last 10 years. It's ridiculous. Um, and it's great and it's lovely, but I, you know, yeah. It's have a tag system in your it. library. Yeah. There's no reason that every image you have chosen in the past is not be able to be tagged in some category where you're like, here's this image and you get a red flag. Take the time, invest in the process, be organized. There's oh, yeah, no reason for that to be happening. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I don't care. Like I'm sure licensing, wah, wah, wah. At that point, that's just crazy though. 10 times, same art. Like that's too... That's just uncalled for. Yeah, uh, it is. It's just not. It's just not the way, way it should be. Yeah. <sighs> Jose Solaris. Jose is a lovely fella, quiet fella. He's um, he's always been around in the groups. Lovely guy. He left us a voicemail on one of our very early episodes um, when we featured oh, nice. him on the show. Um, he sent in something he typed up. He wanted to share it. And it's not not as directly um in in response to to what i did but I, I wanted to read it out because jose spent a lot of time thinking about this um a good couple of weeks and he told me he wanted to write something and he crafted this so if you don't mind knowing um please in for another story time i'm just gonna I'm share in. what, what I'm jose in. shared growing up i was overweight wore coke bottle glasses and had straight a's in school I also had an affinity for Marvel cards and action figures. As a teen, I became disgusted in myself and my eating habits, so I started eating healthier and working out. A year and a half later, I'd lost 100 pounds. Wow. Um, and stopped Whoa. collecting because of the social stigma. Oh, yeah. Do you remember? There was there was a time, Noren, where we were not cool. <laughs> now everyone's... What? Um, the, geek have infer- <laughs> the geek have inherited the uh, inherited Inherited the earth. Um but it wasn't the case. So, yeah, I hear you on the social stigma. Um, <laughs> during my college years, I rediscovered trading cards and action figures and would spend what little money I had on both. At some point, I became disgusted with the amount of stuff I had accumulated without saving any money. I also didn't have any room to keep everything. Oh, yeah, I've been guilty of that one. Shortly afterwards, I gave away over half of my collectibles. Once I started working, I didn't buy any collectibles for a year. When I decided to start collecting again, I had a similar mindset as my diet and exercising. This is good. This is healthy. Um, I make sure I save a certain amount before spending, and I limit my spending to things that I really want. If I spend more than I should, I remind myself of the disgust I feel for my excessive tendencies. I'm happy to say to this day, I exercise regularly, keep my weight where I want, and save more money than I spend. On occasion, if I do spend more than I should, I make sure I take a breather and stop buying for a while. I know it's very easy to lose control of any aspect of your life. And I also know that success in one aspect can translate into success in others. It's important to note that everyone is different. Therefore, different approaches to individual needs is necessary. 
I've met several great people in the group and I wish everyone the best. I never thought I would meet people with similar interests in even, and even the similar issue of buying too much cool stuff. Anyway, just know I'd share my story so people um, know it's possible to overcome any issues. Sincerely, Jose Solares. Jose's the best. That's beautiful. I'm welling up. I'm welling up having read that. Thank you, Jose. Um, That's really cool. Um, So, uh, yeah, that's kind of flawed. That's lovely. Um, so I'm <laughs> I'm going to save. We had a really nice bit of feedback from a listener, but I'm going to save it for the next episode. So I think I'm just going to let Jose have the last word right now. Um, I'm also going <laughs> to feed into to uh, my usual outro, Norin, um, which I think Ooh. is important because um, the first line of it is 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 clearly true. There is a lot going on in the hobby right now, my friend. <laughs> a lot. Um, and we thank you for making our show part of your hobby experience. Um, I really hope this episode has helped someone, has helped you, is seen as constructive feedback by the powers that be who make the cards these days. Um, it's yeah. not meant to be um, uh, attacking. However, we desire to be constructively critical in a way that I hope helps you help collectors and you know symbiosis and all that um as ever let us know if you're enjoying our podcasts rate review and subscribe to the marvel car collectors podcast it won't cost you anything you can't overspend doing that <laughs> you can't leave us enough likes or good reviews <laughs> it won't get you into financial trouble um you can do that wherever you get your podcasts and on social media channels on facebook instagram and the twitter you can find us on at the mcc pod also you can send us emails at the mcc pod at gmail.com they're free they won't cost you anything you won't have fomo or buy in fact get fomo send us feedback write to us or leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm forward slash mccp forward slash message until then stay safe enjoy (laughs) until then stay safe look after each other and enjoy collecting (laughs) thanks for listening to the marvel card collectors podcast visuals and tasting notes for each episode can be found on our facebook page you can subscribe and leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp we're also on itunes spotify and all major podcast platforms please take a second to subscribe like and review our show wherever you get your podcasts our podcast can be found by googling at the mcc pod which will also find us on facebook twitter youtube and instagram our facebook community is at mccw marvel car collectors worldwide and mmc marvel masterpieces collectors the great music we use is called rocket power by kevin mcleod thanks to the collectors artists and creators who support the marvel cards fan collective we'll see you next time and remember it's a small hobby but a fun one Make mine marvel and enjoy collecting. One person commented with the best comment in the world, and it will be part of the episode title. I motion from this point, this point forward, EPAC officially be named, renamed the Red Glow Casino. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great one. Which is wonderful. Um, And I I think that's all we can say about that.